Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my new favorite pop-punk duo, Travis Mills and Nick Gross from Girlfriends. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Well, thanks for having us, man. Uh, I appreciate that. That's very kind of you to say. You know, you guys are hectic at the minute. Like, There's a lot going on, so I appreciate you taking the time to come for a waffle with me yeah <laughs> are you are you just dropping it off at my door like should i be expecting somebody don't do it every day call and the gang did this to me as well and i feel like i'm now i sometimes i can't sleep at night out of no, knowing that i've disappointed calling the gang no, do you know how you d- difficult that is <laughs> but to be fair like i start each one of my shows with something called the weekly waffle which is something that it's quite minor, quite petty, that gets on my nerves. But hopefully when I speak to my incredible guests about it, it makes me feel better. And obviously feel free to, to get involved. Um, but something that has been bothering me, and to fair, for 30 years it's been bothering me, and I feel like this is something that you guys can appreciate. You know, you've spent a bit of time in the UK recently, and it's the British weather. Mm. It's like, it looks like a beautiful day outside, and so you like you're there in your shorts, like you're ready to go. You walk outside, and you've got icicles hanging from your nose. We just got back from Europe, and that was the story of our lives. I mean, we had, <laughs> I think we had one day of sun in the whole two and a half week tour, and let me tell you, we cherished every minute of it. <laughs> spoiled because you know, growing up in in Southern California, it's like every day is perfect. Yeah. Uh, so it definitely made it tough for sure. I mean, we're saying this as. You know, Nick's there basking in the sunshine. Nick's sunbathing right now. (laughs) 
So yeah, thank thank you for I'm a, I'm a lizard, man. I'm a true life lizard. <laughs> I don't because that's how root like rumors start. <laughs> Is there anything that gets on like your guys' nerves that you you'd quite like to get off your chest today? Man, that's a good question. Um, traffic sucks, but I feel like now it's like a very first world problem, you know? Yeah, it's true. I'm not a, I'm not a huge complainer. So, uh, I don't know. I think life's pretty good, man. If there's a problem, fix it. Love that. I love that positive attitude. Yeah. But if you can fix the weather, that would be perfect. That would mean it would stop me moaning. So, <laughs> yeah, great. Or like, maybe, you know you need? maybe you need a better weatherman. That is true. Do you know what? I feel like I'm going to come to you with every one of my <laughs> life's problems now. It's absolutely fixed within within minutes. <laughs> Let me know. I bill hourly. <laughs> perfect. Just uh, send me the invoice. It'd be sound. <laughs> now, obviously, you guys are, you know, hitting the music scene once again i want to kind of dive back a little bit in terms of kind of how this musical journey started like i've had people on the show that have said like they've heard certain songs or they watched someone perform live or they heard music you know growing up that inspired their music journey like how did that start for you both oh man uh i think I remember I, my earliest memory of me wanting to be a musician was I was in a car with my parents and my cousin and a Nirvana song was on the radio. And I looked at my cousin and I was like, I want to do that. And she was like, do what? And I was like, that. <laughs> uh, and I think I just kind of stumbled my way through life, you know, trying to learn how to be in a band. I don't think you really ever do, but, you know, starting bands with my friends, playing talent shows in sixth grade and, just being really bad at playing music um, over and, and over and over again. But I don't know what drew me to it, but it did. And I just kind of never stopped, if that makes yeah. sense. No, I love that. I, lo- I love how music does this to people. Like, what you regardless of like what age you are or where you are, like it kind of, it captures those moments and those memories. 100%. Nick, what about you? How, how did your music journey start? It, um, it started through piano lessons when I was five years old. I was an only child, so I was really lucky enough to have parents that supported me in music and just wanted me to try different things. And piano naturally evolved into me wanting to hit things as a six-year-old boy. And so got the drum kit and it just came natural to me. Like the first you know, time I sat on the drums, everything kind of fell into place and um was just I just picked it up kind of really easily so always felt really lucky to kind of have that as a young person and started my first band uh when I was like you know 10 years old and um you know for some of my first albums that I was really inspired by was like you know Everclear um so much for the Afterglow that was that was a huge album for me just listening to the beats and stuff like that was just like same with Travis. It was like, I, I, I want to do that. You know, that's like the coolest feeling ever. Like hearing that sound of the drums on that record for, for whatever reason, just kind of like resonated with me. And yeah. um, that grew into me being a bl- huge Blink-182 fan as a kid and looking up to different drummers, um, you know, like Travis Barker and even drummers like, you know, Carter Buford from Dave Matthews Band and and just the difference between those two drummers. I just 
I just listened to a lot of stuff, like played along to a lot of different kinds of records and um, was uh, was just inspired by the drums, man, and through music as a young kid. And uh, thankfully, it just came natural to me. And so I, I think that's a big piece for, for every young person to find that thing that kind of like resonates with them and comes comes natural as far as the talent goes and um, see where that leads you in your life. This is what I love about having music guests on because everyone's journey into music is like so varied, but it always starts with that, like that natural feeling of like, okay, I like what I'm hearing. Like I want to do that. I kind of want to obviously with girlfriends now, like, you know, exploding, obviously people know you Travis, obviously from your incredible, like obviously Apple music show, and then obviously help them in a secret relationship. And then, obviously nick with find your grind it's you know it's very very kind of like eclectic what you guys do how does it feel now to be kind of coming back to kind of like your musical roots yeah i mean i think music is at the center of of everything that we do right like i wouldn't have an mtv show if i wasn't a solo artist for the last you know since i was 19 i wouldn't have a relationship with apple music um you know, if I hadn't been a musician beforehand, um, like, you know, Zane Lowe used to spin my, you know, solo records when he was at Radio One. And that's yeah. how me had a relationship. And so, you know, when he came over to Apple, you know, we we had already kind of been chatting. And so everything stems from music, you know, at the, at the end of the day. And I think that's just like the one thing that you can't really replicate the feeling of like, yeah. I can wake up and go film a TV show and it's really cool. And it's something that I'll never, you know, take for granted. It's something that I'm like, still like, wow, this is crazy that I get to do this, but it does not compare to the feeling of walking off stage after performing. Like there's nothing that you can do to, to feel that way. And I think that's, what's so special about it. That was a brilliant answer. Love that. (laughs) And saying loads an absolute legend legend like yeah. i could listen to him he could literally just recite the alphabet and i would just sit there and listen to it on repeat 100 <laughs> percent. and you know he's someone too that like really like took me under his wing and like was like a mentor when you know i started my journey as as a host and really like told me like yo you have a unique um you know you have a unique aspect of, of this because yeah. not everyone is an artist so like you get a chance to connect with people on a different level and fortunately i've been able to use that to my benefit and i feel like that's why you know most of my guests are my friends or people that i've kind of brushed shoulders with in in you know the scene and it leads to some really interesting conversations uh, from a perspective that i feel like not everyone can have no again it's absolutely brilliant and i love this about especially when i have a music guest on because it's that kind of i get that a lot of the the feelings of kind of it being a form of therapy or like being kind of like what you needed, like when you were younger, Nick, obviously with the incredible platform that like you've created, is there an element of like, you know, inspiring like the younger generation to, you know, to discover music to kind of, you know, be the best version of themselves and give them the best kind of like tools to succeed. I mean, I think definitely at our, at our core, we're, we're, we're not necessarily directing everyone to you know um discover a music career or or things of that nature but i i you know what we're trying to do with find your grind is really just build a solution for students and schools around america to 
to kind of shake up the system a bit of, of what they're traditionally taught and what they learn about, which often doesn't come down to themselves a lot, you know, like there's not a lot of time for self-discovery and thinking about your future and the things that resonate with you and the talents you have and the careers that potentially interest you that you could be really great at and, and not really having the exposure or understanding of what's available to you that how fast the world has changed all these kind of conversations that don't typically happen within you know like a six hour or five hour school day right because kids are you know you're trying to get students to pass you know core things around english and history and science and all these things that at the end of the day don't really matter a lot so for me it was about like creating something that um could really help you know kids start to align with their futures and think about things in a different way with find your grind and um building a software and a technology that can that can really help guide them uh to those answers and to those to those things so yeah it's, it's been fun man but definitely like we have a lot of music careers and a lot of different you know people that represent the music industry on find your grind as potential pathways to explore but it's it's been cool man it's like I definitely think with Find Your Grind, it's been something for me where I'm like, what did I not get in high school? Like, what's the stuff that I wish I learned about? Like, what are the real life skills and things that are important today that kids aren't getting enough of? And um, let's layer that in with all the cool possibilities for what careers look like today um, versus 10 years ago. Right, brilliant. Is, is there a, like a moment where like, especially when like you said, um, Travis, about stepping out on stage, like there's no better feeling. Was, is there moments of like fear? Because obviously we talk about like mental health a lot on the show and like getting at the, like the benefits of like getting out of your comfort zone. When they're like, you know, that kind of fear or that like that voice of negativity or doubt kind of creeps in, like how do you guys navigate that? Or is it a thing with you? Here we go. I, uh, we are just talking about this on the road like that you know, five minutes before you walk on stage, <clears throat> that's like the truest test of really who you are because you have every feeling going on inside of you at once, right? And it's this rush of adrenaline. It's, you know, your heartbeat is racing and, the, you know, you're kind of just walking out into the unknown of like anything can happen. There's a lot of people out there. I hope I don't mess up, uh, you know, but that's kind of combated with, I've done this a million times. I'm here for a reason. Let's go and, you know, give these people the best show. And I get to do this. Like no one else gets to do this. I get to go and do this. This is like what I've been preparing my whole life for. And, you know, as soon as you get out there, for the most part, all of that thought kind of melts away and you exist in this place of like not thinking and it's meditative and um, it's cathartic and it's really cool but like those minutes before you walk on are some of my favorite minutes ever because it really like shows you who you are you know there's people who some people might not go out there and they might be like I can't do this you know and some people may might not feel anything and, and that's kind of sad but yeah I mean I I kind of cherish that and I, I love feeling like oh man anything can happen no, I love it. Do you think like, because I mean, I've had musical guests on in the past who've kind of said kind of similar things to yourself, but especially listening to kind of like the new music, there's an element like I'm guessing, like there's a lot of stuff that you kind of like getting off your chest with kind of like music, how in my eyes, having quite a close link to like thera therapy with the lyrics and stuff like that, do you kind of have to put yourself in a headspace or, you know, when you are writing these kind of like these 
anthems like is it therapeutic for you guys to get the you know the thoughts out of your head the feelings onto paper and then to have them like sang back to like thousands of people like how, how do you kind of God, I think like I actually got three questions in one then. <laughs> no, I think it, I think I think if anything, it's it's like it's affirming, you know. It's like yeah. you get to see that these ideas that you've had in your head, the things that you've kind of poured out of yourselves in a room, you know, thousands of miles away in a different country on a different continent, has resonated with people that might not even speak the same language. Yeah. You know, like that's like fuck, I don't know anything that's more powerful than that. You know, and it's like, okay, so like, yeah, we should probably keep doing this because it's working. Definitely. Has there been any moments where it's kind of taken you aback to be like, oh, you know, we created this, you know, from a like maybe like a painful experience, like a good experience, then having it sang back to you. Like, has there been any kind of like shows or moments where you've like, oh God, okay, that's that was that was a moment. Yeah, there's a moment in our show every single night uh, before we play a song called Where Were You? And, you know, it's just about like, I mean, when Nick and I started this band, you know, we were riding high, we had all of these great ideas, and then the world changed, you know, for everyone as we know it in the blink of an eye. And, you know, yeah. we all had plans to like go and do things. And obviously that kind of got shut down. But instead of sitting there and, you know, reeling in the negativity of it all and, and the anxiety, like we, we locked ourselves in the studio and that gave us time to make music and inform who we were as a band and make a record that, you know, we got to walk out of that situation with, with a body of work and, and an ability to go and tour and play shows and have a fan base. And we got to help people along the way. So it's like, and I think that's kind of like the ethos of Nick, who Nick and I are as people, right? It's like, you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond. And so it's like taking... 
the next step ahead like how do we you know do that how do we make the show better how do we make the songs better how do we connect with more people um because also like you look around and you see a lot of like i guess inauthenticity right like people who are only there for certain reasons like nick and i grew up in this like we i feel like are encyclopedias of the scene right it's like <laughs> something that we take very seriously um and i think that yeah music now certain aspects of it have been like a little watered down and stuff like that and so we just kind of want to bring the stuff that we grew up on yeah back. do you know what it's really interesting you say that because when i was listening to obviously the brilliant new aep over my dead body out Friday the 12th of May, um, I felt nostalgic. I felt like I was back, like, when I didn't have a care in the world. Like, I didn't know about bills. I didn't know. And I was literally just there, just me and the music, just kind of, like, rocking out. Like, hearing those songs, like, you, I mean, you've kind of answered that question already. Like, that's kind of like the music that you grew up around. Like, how fun was it going into this feeling like okay that's what I want to create now having that body of work like are you excited to get out there and like play these songs live yeah I don't I don't I don't think that that's like when Travis and I first got in a room together in early 2020 we kind of tell this story a lot but it wasn't like we set out with a goal to recreate or create this certain style of music because that's what we grew up on and you know we, we wanted to latch on to this resurgence of what was going on in like pop punk alternative music but it, it wasn't any of that it was like we literally just got into a room i sat on the drum kit travis started writing stuff feldy picked up a guitar and that's kind of how it sounded <laughs> you know what i mean like every time magic to, that's, just, that's just like what it is you know which is I think speaks to the authenticity of it for sure. Um, I think if Travis and I tried to go in and like force some other type of genre, some other type of like creative energy around it, it, it would just wouldn't feel as authentic, you know? So any, anytime we get into a room, it kind of is what it is, I guess is my point. Um, which I think speaks a bit to, to who Travis and I and like the energy we've carried with us of just growing up with the things that we've liked and our influences that we have and, and all of that but not to say in 2026 when we get into a recording studio that songs might change and things might feel different because at that time they, they definitely could but uh yeah i like it how, how do you guys stay authentic because obviously it's a, it's a big word to be like you know authentic and obviously if people are not being authentic you can kind of like you can almost smell it when someone's not being like their true self like how do you guys stay authentic I don't know. You can't fake the funk, dude. You you either walk the walk or you talk the talk, and I feel like time will tell. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I feel like that was the soundbite there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I sit and talk to you about like records that you know we grew up listening to, and you have no idea what you're talking about, it's gonna be like, oh, like, oh, damn. Okay, so like, yeah, you yeah. really don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I see that all the time too, like people that I, artists that I talk to on my show and I'll be like, dude, this music, man, like, you know, it reminds me of this, you know, this R&B record from the nineties that I was yeah. and like, what are you talking Like, I don't know who that is. And then I'm like, all right, that just tells me that you had like 20 people in the studio writing who were like, yo, we should interpolate this. We should flip this because this song was huge 20 years ago. And now I'm like, I'm over it. Yeah. 
<laughs> to be fair though, speaking of that, one of the I need to read this out because one of the lyrics with this has been stuck with me ever since I heard over my dead body. And I don't know why, it just makes me want to scream it every time I hear it. And it's one day we could reunite maybe somewhere over my dead body, baby. Honestly, the amount of times, like even if it's like past relationships or, you know, when people get back in touch and you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that sounds good. But you have no like kind of intention of going there. And it's that kind of like feeling of just like, it doesn't feel right to me. I mean, I could be interpreting like this wrong, but it's just like, why do you not just say, nope it doesn't suit me it's, it doesn't like align with me anymore like and I just I don't know why it's it's stuck with me ever since I heard it because I just it just makes me want to shout <laughs> for some reason I love that song because I feel like it's like a sassy nursery rhyme D- definitely a sassy song <laughs> you know it's like there's like something there's something that's so familiar about it too like the composition of it and like the way that like the words are, are structured that it's like you know on the surface it's like really sweet and but it's like there's just like this bite underneath it and yeah um, i think the whole ep is 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 pretty you know kind of reminiscent of that and i think that's you know something that uh it's like a perspective that i like to write from a lot just because i mean everyone has those past relationships where yeah. you feel you know it's like when you get in an argument with someone and uh when it's over you think of everything that <laughs> That, that's what this EP feels like to me. I really feel that, to be fair. And one of the questions I've got to ask is, Brittany, <laughs> what did she do? Who, do? who did she hurt? Which one? Of you? What, didn't, what didn't she do? Travis's past relationship with Britney's spirit went really wrong. Oh, damn. That's how rumors... Wait, is that true? <laughs> <laughs> that's some like Waffle Shop exclusive. <laughs> it might be. Well, we'll leave it lingering at that. Oh, tease it to be fair speaking of like kind of pop royalty you've just been on tour around europe with avril lavigne like how did that like come about like that call must have been like i mean to be fair, Travis, obviously you mentioned like obviously you've got a lot of kind of like friends in the industry but like she is a legend at what she does yeah she's for sure an icon i mean nick and i you know what's crazy is we texted about like three years ago like yo do you think avril would you know we could ever tour with her like i, I, I really want to tour with avril and um when we got the call it it almost didn't feel real until we were like yeah. in Paris, like on show one walking on stage and then it still didn't feel real and then we just <laughs> did it over and over again it was pretty surreal right yeah, it looked like really a party from it. start to finish yeah really it really was it was a pretty surreal experience for sure. She just texted me too. I woke up to a text from Avril. I, it was a video, so I'm scared to open it while we're on this, but. <laughs> I didn't get that. Dude, what the hell? Oh, don't come on and start beefing. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, Travis? How come I didn't get the video, man? <laughs> oh, man. No, you'll have a sassy song written about you now on the next EP. <laughs> We're speaking about like being on the tour and stuff. Obviously, you're back in the UK at the end of May. You know, you're you're headlining shows. You know, in Camden, Sam Dunk Festival. Like, what can we expect from a girlfriend's show? Um, I think what's cool about this for us is we get to play obviously more songs on on these UK headliners than we did on yes. the Avril tour. You know, we were direct support for Av, and that was awesome. But now we get a chance to like play even more music, which is great. Um, and really build the set out. But we've never we've never played over there. So you tell us, what should we expect from the UK? 
Well, to be fair, we're rowdy. We're a rowdy lot. Perfect. Like there is, I think there's a reason why some of the UK festivals are the best in the world. I mean, yeah. I've got scars from festivals and it's just, I just love getting there and like for like three days or however long you're there or even just a gig like for that hour where you're not caring about anything else other than the music your friends like there's just something beautiful about live music but yeah we're we're wild so if you're if you're bringing the party like the energy will be for sure matched music to our ears no pun intended That's amazing <laughs> okay so when I have a musical guest on, I like to ask three questions. Now, feel free to be as honest as you like, but I feel like when you guys are like on tour or even at a party, I can't imagine it takes a lot to get you on the dance floor. But if there was to be a song to get you guys on the dance floor, what would it be? Man, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a no-brainer. I would probably say Fisher losing it. <laughs> Anger. I remember yeah, being in Amsterdam say, watching him. I'm not a dancing guy, but yeah, we do have Fisher backstage, and you know, I'll I'll start shaking to that song. <laughs> well, that sounds story. like it's out of control. <laughs> On the flip side of that, obviously, I like to talk about like the moments and like the music that have soundtracked kind of like the good, the bad, and the ugly for me. When it comes to kind of like the feels, like is there a song or an album that when you hear, it kind of takes you back to like, you know, that kind of sad place or, you know, it brings the emotion out. Like what would that be? Mm. Um, I'll say, I'll say a song by a band called Brand New. Uh, the song's called Jesus Christ. Okay. It's very like, a, it's melodramatic. It's very like, you know you you get lost in a song like that um yeah that's like one from i feel like my my earlier days when i was like a teenager just like really like kind of going through it yeah uh, yeah that and then i mean something that reminds me of like europe and the uk and i was listening to a lot on this tour uh is by king cruel uh and a song called easy easy this is one i just compile songs from my playlists when I have these conversations. <laughs> what about you, Nick? What puts you in the feels? I mean, I think anything like probably from like Third Eye Blind, there's a lot of music from them probably that would bring me back to like some 90s melancholy shit, you know, um, dashboard confessional, yeah. things of that nature. Um, you know, a lot of music like that. Very nice. Final question for you both. If there was a song that you would kind of just like to put in a box and maybe push into the ocean or maybe just never hear it ever again, what song would it be? Mm. Probably uh, Can You Take Me Higher by Creed. They're <laughs> <laughs> hmm. here tonight. <laughs> Is I met him at your studio, Nick, and he was the sweetest guy ever. Dude, I, I know. I'm kind of just kidding with that. I mean, where would the world be without that song? There's so he many. To me, Scott talked to me about my truck for like 45 minutes. Scott's a good man. He's a good man, and I didn't mean it. Nick, I feel like you woke up today and chose anger. <laughs> when you come on here and start beef with your bandmate. <laughs> um, dude, I really, I really don't know. 
I don't, like I said, like we started this off with like, you know, what, what is, uh, what grinds my gears. And I think, uh, I would just turn it off. I don't know if I would have trouble packing it in a box and setting it out to sea, you know, there's a lot of bad songs. I hear them every fucking day. (laughs) (laughs) I just change it to something I like. (laughs) It's true. It's true. (laughs) the beauty of like apple music and spotify and other platforms where people listen to, <laughs> to the music you guys have been an absolute diamond to be fair i'm saying this i've got one final question obviously we talk about kind of like mental health and like music um like on the show a hell of a lot i kind of want to kind of ask you guys if there is anyone out there who kind of is having a bit of a tough time at the moment like what advice would you give to them to kind of just to give them that little bit of a pep in their step if you like yeah i mean i say this on stage all the time but you know if you're out there and you're struggling if it, if you feel like you know life isn't going to get any better i can assure you as someone who's struggled with this since you know i was a teenager i'm 34 now that you know the days do get better life gets easier and the world is a much better place with you here than without you and uh you know i feel like that message really comes through in in some of our music and i definitely you know it's one of my favorite things about being able to go on tour and play shows so I can connect with people who who feel that way and let them know that, you know, there is like, there's better things coming in life yeah. and nothing is, is linear and, um, you know, it's, you're not doomed to kind of repeat yourself. But you also, you have to be the one to make a change, right? Nothing changes unless you do. So, um, yeah, that's what I'll leave you with. Beautiful. Nick, any final words? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for in terms of that, I guess more in a literal sense, I'd probably say just find ways to release serotonin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so much of it comes down to your mental state. So whether it's working out supplements, positive things, just to get like your head and your mindset in a better place to start thinking more positive thoughts. Naturally, like the positive thinking will attract positive things into your life. And I think the positive thinking starts from like, you know, literally like releasing serotonin in your head. So find ways to get up and get active. And, um, you know, I think that's a great place to start, at least from like a mental health perspective. Beautiful. And listen to girlfriends, because that has been the serotonin literally blasting through the studio today. So guys, literally... Thank you so much for joining me for Waffle and best of luck with the EP and the UK tour. I feel like I hope they're wild now. <laughs> I feel like I've just let the UK down. <laughs> well, thanks for having us, man. Appreciate you, Taylor. Anytime. Best of luck with everything. And I will speak to you very soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.